This is Liz Reed. This is my podcast called Liz Life Guru. I'm a practicing therapist here in Michigan. This show will focus on addiction, mental health issues from beginning to end. I am also in recovery for the past 20 years and have plenty of topics that can help you from A to Z. So let's get started. Gina's not with us today, but Bill McAllister is filling in and going to add his input to this great topic today. How Hi, are you Liz. today, Bill? I am phenomenal. Look at that. I'm so not a professional. I jumped right on your intro. That's okay. I'm uh, not a professional either, but we will improvise, which I think will be an excellent way to start this podcast today that may have a few different topics thrown in together. Sure. Okay. Does I that sound they, good to you? I think they call that a, uh, a potpourri. Yes, a correct? potpourri of topics. I like that. I don't know Spanish, but I think you pronounce <laughs> it potpourri. Yep, Kelly. You know, I was thinking about this. Peace of mind. How much does peace of mind mean to you? Would you ever think about peace of mind? I don't get it often, mm-hmm. but when I do, it, well, here's what I think of peace of mind. Yes. Peace of mind means level to yeah. me. It means yeah. that you are at, you are humming along. Mm-hmm. Peace of mind means worry has, is sort of taking either a backseat or has disappeared altogether. Absolutely. That is what peace of mind means to me. That's my I like quick that. definition. I like that. I put together a little saying a long time ago that peace of mind is peace in life and vice versa. Peace in life is peace of mind right? So going both ways, if we have peace of mind, we uh, have a peace in our life. So what creates the greatest disturbance in the ether out there in the galactic universe? Anger, anger, frustration, things like that, that we are unable to release those things so that our sleep is better, right? We sleep better when we have peace of mind. We focus better when we have peace of mind. We're connected to our family when we have peace of mind. I know for me, I'm going to be 62 years old. I have been drilling this into my husband hard and fast that we- what, listen, Lucky him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've only got, yeah, I don't know, 20 plus years left. Let's make it yeah. a good 20, okay? Let's let go of the anger, the hostility. My husband has issues with anger, okay? Frustration, hanging on to shit, which is really difficult because I'm a forgiver. I'm a forgiver. And uh, recently, you'll be happy to know, it was in one of my other podcasts that um, my stepdaughter, Tori, and I, we are all speaking again. Oh, great. We are taking it slow. It is cool. I'm taking my responsibility. She's taking her. We're all doing well, Okay. It's not incense and peppermint, and we're not all going to be meeting here in the near, very near future. But there's the first step. Yes, but there's peace. Well, and, and the anger thing, and that's something yes. I'm working on. Here's the thing with anger with me. There's a saying in life, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Well, something I'm working on is I do sweat the small stuff more than the big stuff, and I feel like that's a common trigger for people who have anger issues. I'm not angry. Like I'm storming around the house, breaking things and nothing like that. Mm. But sometimes, and it depends on what has happened already in the day, whatever else is going on. And I, and and as I do it, I think, Oh, that was stupid. What are you getting so angry about that for? Mm -hmm. it, It doesn't make any sense. And I feel like there's a lot of that in the world now where little things are being blown out of proportion and this is going to sound bad because we are in the podcast business. Mm-hmm. 
social media and the ease with that technology affords us is a big contributor to that. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. As I told you um, on Facebook currently, um, Instagram's coming up a little slower. I don't know why. Oh, really? But I'm almost to 30,000 followers That's with great. my weight loss journey and the mental health stuff I'm putting out there. Everybody is maybe 95% are positive comments. Then you have your share of stupid ones. Somebody asked you the same question that you've addressed 16 times, mm, right? Uh-huh. Or 65. Did you read what I wrote? Right? Did you read that? Did you read that? I have it pinned to the top. Did yeah. you read it? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it happens all the time. But I've gotten some really, you know, horrible things like attacking my looks, uh, my hair, um, that I must be attention seeking to be going over things like this. Uh, see, Just my, my, my level, I can feel I'm getting, do not fill past this line. Absolutely. Already. And yeah. you know, it makes, i listen, I'm not, I'm the guru, but I'm not at complete total harmony. I wish I was, I have my own aggression, you know, I have a little road rage as well, you know, but I try to keep it under control and something like that really pisses me off, especially when I'm trying to share my knowledge out there and be kind. Now, the reason why I say this is I'm, I'm sharing recipes. I'm sharing my weight loss journey. I'm sharing my mental health knowledge. Would any one of these people want somebody to treat somebody they love like they talk to me or anybody else on the internet? That's it's, it's really disturbing, right? Well, they're getting something out of it. Yes. That they're doing it because whether it makes them feel superior or that's an insecurity of their own where they feel like subconsciously, if I lash out at this person for something as simple as their hairstyle, yeah, uh, they're getting something from that. They're making themselves feel better. Maybe they've been criticized for things in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure. On and on you're, and on. You're right, though. You're absolutely right. There is a reason if you trail any degree of anger back in somebody, you will find the perpetrator, right? You and I were discussing this earlier, formative years, mm-hmm. zero to seven, yeah. our formative years. This is when the little sponge of the child brain is formed into whatever kind of person they're going to become. That's why they're so incredibly critical, Right. I think that in a lot of ways, um, people now are going a little too far with letting kids have way too much responsibility and how they think and feel. We're a little too sensitive to their needs. I mean, they do need to fall on their face. They do need to know how life works, which is helpful for them. It doesn't need to be super tough, but it definitely needs to be uh, a balance of both. That's something I'm working on with my kids because I am, have you ever seen the movie Along Came Polly? Yes, I love that movie. Where ben Stiller is an insurance adjuster and he he mm-hmm. assesses risk. Yes. That is his job. Mm-hmm. That's me around the house. Oh, watch out. You better, you don't want to swallow that Lego. Don't put it near your mouth. And that is, and my wife is like, we let them make mistakes. Yes. If you're constantly telling them watch out for this or don't do mm-hmm. that. They're going to question every single thing they do. Exactly. And that's another thing I'm working on mm-hmm. is that to just lay back. I don't have to insert myself into every situation. Sure. To I'm ta- speaking just strictly with raising kids. Mm-hmm. I don't have to it, it, stick myself in there and make sure they don't get hurt or do it this way. Oh, why don't you try doing it this way? Mm-hmm. Let them do it the way they're doing it and they'll figure it out or they won't figure it out. Absolutely. And so yeah, she's got it. I don't. Fear, what we what happens when we are telling our children all the time, 
Um, this, be careful, be careful, watch out. What are you doing? Oh, stop. Don't, you know, be, you know, when you're out there, if somebody comes near you or you're, t they talk to you or you're scared, it just instills fear in the child. So when we already have enough trauma or things going on in our lives that typically happen to us at a young age, whatever may be happening, this, if we have a family biology of, of um, anxiety disorders and depression, then now we're adding on to that with our situational factors of parenting that is overcorrecting or overly anxious or, you know, helicopter parenting, as yeah. they call it, right? It, yep. which is, and I can understand it. I can understand it. But that fear, okay, so let's say you have that fear as a young child, whether it's against your, uh, 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 the universe or a step parent or something like that, that fear builds up into frustration and frustration because you can't voice how you think and you can't tell or articulate to your parent or who else, wh whomever you're looking up to, how you are feeling. So that frustration as you get older and lack of speaking out for yourself can manifest in anger as you go into your teens and into your adult life. I'm sorry, did you grow up with me? Because you kind of <laughs> nailed it. Um, is it, as a kid, you're saying you can't express it. Is it because you don't feel safe expressing it? Usually. Yeah. Usually. Because if you have a dominant parents like, you know, do as I, you and I grew up in the same time mm -hmm. period, right? We're and essentially the same age. Absolutely. Yep. And it's like, you know, do as I say, don't do as I do, mm -hmm. shut up, go upstairs. You know, you, you did what you were supposed to do. If you come from a particularly abusive household, of course, this is an entirely different sure. situation where you're fearful to say how you feel. But often children don't know how to articulate how they feel because they don't know the words for it because they haven't been on planet Earth long enough. You don't enough. have the tools. You don't and have the tools. Absolutely. And this is why I have trouble with this gentle parenting and don't come for me, please. But the gentle parenting thing is we're asking little kids to make big adult lifetime decisions and they don't know what any of that means because that comes with lifetime experience. Yeah, and and you know, and and again, we're from a different yeah. era, different generation. Mm -hmm. pa parents parented differently, and I can think of innumerable situations, not even just at home, in life as a young kid, where I look back on it now and I think, why didn't I? Why didn't I say something about that? Why didn't I yeah. do that differently? Well, the reason I didn't is because I didn't know how to. I didn't feel confident enough yeah. to. And mm -hmm. it was an adult decision that I'm saying to my seven, eight, nine-year-old self, well, why didn't you do that? Well, because I didn't, I didn't have the tools. It's not that I'm forgiving myself. It's just that, God, I wish, I wish I had, but I couldn't have. Yeah. I, I, there's no way I could have. Yes. And, you know, as far as the, the, the parenting style back then, the I think it was control on their part. And I didn't grow up in an abusive family no, at all. I. Mm -hmm. And I, I loved my childhood, mm -hmm. but I can look back, you know, I haven't done a deep dive yet, but I can look back and go, I bet that's why I do that now because that was how it was presented to me or that's, that's the discipline I received or that was the direction I received. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't allowed to do this. I wasn't allowed to do that. And my parents, mostly my dad, would just administer the, not discipline. I was never slapped. I was never, sure. you know, I got the, I will tell you real quick. I used to get, my mom would, if I acted up, I, and I did act up. I was a church mouse in school. I was the Tasmanian devil at home. I had three younger siblings. I was the terror. I was constantly challenging 
at acting up. I did. I was a twerp. Uh-huh. And the punishment would be if I was acting up, my mom would hit me in the butt with a yardstick. You get the yardstick. Yes. It never, ever hurt. It's a balsa wood yardstick, but you don't let on. So she, one time I did, so I was probably 11 or 12, and she was so mad at something I did. And I'm sure I deserved it. Sure. And I'm not, this isn't me going, oh, he's he's not acknowledging that. No, I really probably did deserve it because I teased, I was uh so she, yes, I was a little runt. I probably had uh, snicker stains in my underpants. <laughs> so she <laughs> whacked me with the yardstick and it broke. Oh God. And she went, because oh, she thought I hit him too hard. And there was a slight pause and I just started laughing my ass off, which angered, she's like, chasing me through the house and I'm in hysterics. And I could imagine <laughs> if my kid at 12 years old laughed because I... I thought I hurt them really badly. Oh, but anyway, that was a that was a side uh, a side note there. But yeah, it was just a memory of being I love that punished as a kid. I love though. that. Do you like Kevin Hart? Oh yeah, <laughs> he did great. a great yeah. skit about his son disciplining his son, taking his phone away, and how he t- his son turned into a, like a psycho because he took his phone <laughs> away. And he said, "What's your password? I want to know your password right now." And he said, "Fuck you!" And he went, "Are you kidding me?" And he ran up to go beat the <laughs> shit out of his son. And his son said, "No, that's the password." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Can you imagine ever saying that to your parents back in the oh, day? Oh, oh, Lord. oh, my God. Now, see, I was never hit in the face. I would have been if I had ever said that. I would have been dead. Oh, my it, mother never hit us either, but a no. look, you know, was like, uh, oh, you knew. I, I can't even imagine ever, ever talking like that no to my mother. No way. No way. Never. But, di- again, different time, different parenting skills, but we, I mean, you are who you are, right? Mm-hmm. At, at seven years, your personality, your, the, way you react to things is kind of locked in, isn't it? Absolutely. So I'll use myself as an example. At six years old, my father was killed in a plane crash. And so my mother was left with five children. My sister had recently gotten married. She's 16 years older than I am. That established a fear base for all of us children that nobody could control. Okay, that was a situational thing that could not be controlled because we felt... All of us feel, still to this day, as grown adults, almost 70 years old, and my sister's well into her 70s, that at any point, someone you love desperately can walk out the door and never come back. I get it. Yeah. Especially when it happened at that young age. Absolutely. So that instilled everything. It instilled that fear into me and all of us in our family. So not to mention that my mother, my grandmother, and all the relatives on every side have had anxiety and depressive disorders. So the anxiety blossomed in me and a few of my siblings. So this created an anxiety disorder for me and all and and the rest of us uh, and the fear of people leaving us. I know this is exactly why every single per- person in our family has chosen partners that will never leave mm. because it's subconscious. Sure, yeah. But we pick the same people over and over again. He's not going anywhere. Whew. I don't have to worry about that. Right. right. So that's Makes the sense. shit that is instilled in you before seven years old. Mm-hmm. That anxiety, that fear that I can't speak out, but, you know, that I'm going to keep, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't ever want to feel that feeling again. Right. So I'm going to do everything in my power, all subconscious, to make sure that doesn't happen again. Do you... Do you think that with things like that, where you anxiety, and I had anxiety too, I had a couple bouts of panic attacks sure. when I was 18 sure. and when I was 23. Yep. I really Perfect haven't, time. Perfect time. Yeah. I really haven't had them 
since then. I still have anxiety about things that still is, you know, it's still prevalent. Mm -hmm. But do you think by, or well, let me just ask you, by ignoring those things or by choosing to not take risks, I guess would be a way of saying it. Uh Uh-huh. Are you holding yourself back or is that is that unhealthy to keep all that bottled in? And when I say bottled in, I mean because, okay, I don't want this ha- thing to happen again, this uh-huh. life event, so I'm going to do things that will completely avoid that. And taking risks is good in life. Yes. I mean, when you're our age, you've taken all your risks already. Absolutely. But That's why I stopped riding horses. Serious. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? When when um, the horse I rode died, I'm like, that's it for me. I rode him for you know 13 years. He was 26 years old when he passed. Did I'm you like, stop to get use the bathroom at I, least, or I'm was like, it solid 13 I, I was years? A solid 13 okay. nonstop. Oh, but I mean, I'm like, I don't. You know what? I'm I don't want to die. Okay, mm-hmm. I can't sustain another fall if I do fall. You know that yeah. kind of thing. Your, your risk factor is important. It is. It is. And but some of the things is that we do is when, you know, like relationships, remember, is subconscious. So I, you don't even know that you're choosing your mother or your father or a, or a lighter version or a 2.0 version of them, right? Right. Or a sibling that gave you a hard time or something because they're offering love to you so you feel like you're getting that love that you didn't get from that parent. Yeah. So that's all subconscious. The fear and the anxiety can be crippling. You end up not leaving your home or doing anything. So that's why I'm a big, strong proponent with all of my patients about desensitizing yourself to your fears, that actually doing them, right? Just getting in there and doing things and exposing yourself to it. It's very effective. It's scary to do that. Yeah, it is. And you are, yeah, but it's even you saying it right now. I'm like, (laughs) Oh man, yeah, but then what if? What if? What if? Because there could be failure with that attempt. <laughs> you know, you're okay, I'm oh, gonna face sure. my fear. Sure. Oh God, everything I thought was gonna happen is happening. Absolutely. I took that chance and look what happened. So thanks a lot, Liz. Yes. Oh, and I do hear that. And but the thing of it is, is that so if we don't do something about all of the things that have gotten to us, frustrated us, and now turned us into angry adults, as we see all over everywhere, mm-hmm. right? We've come full circle. Yeah. So we're these angry adults and we're attacking other people on the internet. Our world has gotten this small. If you can see me, see it's that small. It's, that, it's very, very small. tiny. You're mm-hmm. like about the size of a tennis ball. There right you there. go. Yeah. And we don't leave the house or we just become these internet warriors that are attacking, oh. stalking, hurting people. Keyboard tough guys. Key, keyboard tough guys yep. that you went you look at their profile and they're a grandma with three kids and you're like, would you allow them to talk to somebody, a stranger? Like this? Well, that's the thing. You, there's safety behind your laptop and your keyboard sure. and your phone mm-hmm. because odds are if you met that person in person, they wouldn't dream of saying it. Hell no. They would never say it. And by the way, I could eviscerate somebody if I wanted to. Okay. <laughs> I got that side. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it. That is something I don't want to tap into. That's where my anger comes from, from all the frustrations in my life. Sure. Is, you know, if I'm pushed, you know, really like into an ugly corner, yeah, I could, anybody could say all kinds of things. But you know why I don't? It's because that's not going to help anything. That's not going to help anything, being as angry as everybody else is out there. And in today's climate, whether it's political or whatever it is, 
I, and I got, I got past that too, because yeah. I used to respond and yes. then it's just like, and my wife's even like, you know, you're just continuing the conversation yes. and inviting more comments more from this negativity. person. You, you have to just walk away because no matter, and I'm sort of going towards a political thing, no yeah. matter what they say, your response is not going to convince them to change their no, mind. And it, it goes both not. ways. It is not. You're not going to change their mind. They're not going to change your mm-hmm. mind. That's just how it is now. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. And you just it's it's best to just avoid it because there's no yes. winning. Mm-hmm. There's no winning. Absolutely. So let's look at part of our political environment and what how it is detached, separated, and torn families to shreds. I'm in one of those families. Absolutely. Yep. In 60, almost 62 years of my life, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen so much no. hatred. No. I've never seen so many people so angry and miserable. So I bring it back to this. What can you live with? So this is how we have to look at our families and our friends and the people that we engage with on social media. What can you live with? What what absolutely can you live with? Yes, I'm a social worker. I'm the most open-minded liberal person in the world. You can guess what side I'm on. We Mm -hmm. don't need to get into it. I'm all about loving each other and doing the best you can. Not being walked on like a doormat, but I want to be a person who is loving, kind, and compassionate to others because that's what I need. It's the golden rule. Yes. And it's funny because one side definitely claims to be all about the golden rule and... Mm -hmm evangelical and on and on, you can see yes. it, not, but they're anything but yes. because it's their way or the highway. Yes. And it's the, and I'm not religious at all. I grew mm-hmm. up Catholic, mm-hmm. uh, but I survived and got out. <laughs> so, but do unto others as you'd have them do unto to you. you. It's, yes. it's the golden rule. If you wouldn't, if you don't like it, why are you, why are you doing it to someone else? Absolutely. Why are you in, why are you telling, why are you jumping on the internet to, internet to tell me which books my kids can read, yes. which, uh, 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 you know, what what stories they can hear, what they should be learning in school. Yes. What, the, it, what history is relevant. What history is relevant, how you're, <laughs> how you're reshaping it, and religion. Sure. I'm all for it. Be, be as religious as you want, but don't foist that. Yes, I said foist. <laughs> don't foist that on my kids because you think they should be living by your mm-hmm. morals mm-hmm. and people get angry about that and people get upset if you disagree with them. Absolutely. Listen. Goes both ways. Absolutely. My good manners. I I bring this up all the time. We'll get you everywhere. Okay. So if you just conduct your life with good manners, that means you aren't going to engage with some fool, mm-hmm. right? Treat other people as you would like to be treated. My mother always said that, and it's the truth. It's true. Uh, It is the golden rule. Be kind to others. They will be kind to you. It is more important, as we go back to peace of mind, that the only way you're going to have peace of mind is if you have peace in your life. The peace in your life is what can you live with? What can you tolerate? What can you put to bed, right? There is nothing positive going to come from constantly speaking your mind, confronting everybody, being forceful and dominant about your opinions. First of all, it's none of my business who anybody sleeps with. I couldn't care less. It doesn't affect my life at all. It is none of my business what religion you are. Also, 
Absolutely. Same I answer. could care less nope. who you pray More power to. to you. That is your your life. Who you decide to reside with, where you decide to work, what you decide to revere as your way of thinking and life and philosophy is none of my damn business. As long as you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. So jamming this shit down everybody's throats is only making a mo- an angrier world. Yes, and, and and none of my beliefs are any of your business because yep. it doesn't affect you at all, no. and yours doesn't affect me at all. Sure, but there is this social media has made us anything but social. Yes, it's gone the complete opposite way yep. it supposedly works. Mm-hmm. And you get to know everyone's opinions all the time. Yes. Good or bad. Mm-hmm. And you tell you, the person yeah. on the other end, telling me how I should be reacting. Or, I, yeah, who's this person with that haircut telling me what to do? Well, Karen, take a look at your own haircut. I'm, I don't care what your hair looks like. I couldn't care less. What care you less. say and how you conduct yourself is what matters. Absolutely. How you wear your hair. I don't care if you're any, what's pierced on you. Absolutely. Or what, I couldn't care less if, if you that's your thing. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. It, <laughs> it affects my life in no way. And you shouldn't let it, anything affect yours either. Absolutely. Live your life. Be free to be you and me, man. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Incense and peppermint, you know? So this is how with this... We evaluate our life. What is pissing you off in your life? What is holding you hostage mentally in your life? What is making you so angry that you just can't carry on that every day it's that shit you're thinking about in the middle of the night? If you need to say something to somebody who's wronged you, go ahead, have a conversation with them, but stay civil and keep your voice down. Calm down and have a civil conversation. Get put that to bed. The rest of the stuff... Figure out what you can live with. If you can only talk to your mother every two weeks because you lose your mind, talk to her every two weeks. If you want to go to a family function, go to a family function. If there is a friend of yours through, you know, where knows all where all the bodies are buried that you've been friends with for a thousand years, and no longer you want to be friends with them, put that to bed. Separate yourself from that because then you are sleeping better, feeling better, functioning better, and that's what all this is about. And it really is true. Yeah. The less of that you have in your life, and believe me, I, the whole sleep thing, it re, I'm sort of slowly getting all of that That yeah, because I don't get as much sleep. And I know, and I'm better now, but there was a time where it's like, God, I just, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. And when I wake up, this tomorrow, that tomorrow, yeah. this tomorrow. And yeah. I, I kind of have the point, like I force myself to have positive thoughts because negativity will ruin you, man. Oh yeah. Negativity weighs, and it's a lot easier to focus on the negative than the positive. Oh yeah. Human nature. Sure. It is. I forget who said it, but they made a great comparison. You go to a restaurant and this has to do with anger too. And that's another thing. Yelp reviews. It's like Sebastian Maniscalco. (laughs) Who's going home from the restaurant going, I got to get on and talk about this restaurant. <laughs> who are the, who are you people? But if yeah. you, if you go to a restaurant, yeah. you and your husband, friends, and, and you go to this restaurant and it was a great experience. The service was great. The food was spot on. It was like, wow, that was a great dining experience. Yes. You come home, you might tell a couple friends, like, oh, check this place out. We went there. It was really great. Mm-hmm. 
you go to a restaurant and you get terrible service, it was late, the food was subpar, you're telling everyone you see. Yep. It's just human nature. Mm -hmm. Negativity rules. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to fight against that and know that, okay, I got to think positively. Not negative, because it does affect everything. Yes, and it is human nature. You can get 400 compliments, but you can get three negative responses. And what are you and focusing that's on? All you're going to focus that's on right. is those two negative ones. First of all, there's going to be somebody smarter than you, prettier, Always. handsomer than you, well. knows more than you do. Well, I know it's a little <laughs> iffy about that. Uh, whatever, there's people out there that may have things you admire that they do better or well or, or, or better than you do, right? So give that up right now. Just put all that to bed. Mm -hmm. And finding peace of mind is the most important thing that what can I live with? And Bill, when you're laying there at three o'clock in the morning at the witching hour going, oh my God, I have so much to do tomorrow, I have so much to do tomorrow. That's when you say to yourself, shut the fuck up. Yes. Okay, go I, roll I over that. and shut up. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it at 3 a.m., so I might as well get some sleep. And eventually you reprogram your brain to start shutting up. And thinking differently, because I had the same thing. It, I, I've been a worrier for my mm -hmm. entire life until I stopped approximately 20 years ago. You know, when I got sober, I really had to focus on training myself to sleep. And, and it worked. Saying to myself, there's nothing I can do about it right now. I'm going back to That's sleep. That's the key. It is, is absolutely it. key. And speaking of Yelp reviews, I have to mention this. There was, I saw this on Instagram. It was hilarious. Speaking of social media, where we all are, uh, it said, come on in for the worst cup of coffee you'll ever have in your life via Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> that would get me to go to that place. Absolutely. I'm I like, want to support I'm that place. I'm all in. I'm <laughs> all in. So speaking from me as a tree hugger, loving woman who gives everybody the benefit of the doubt, Find some peace in your life. Don't focus on the negative. Don't be drawn in by the anger and the hatred because you think that's your new identity. Go to the other side. Enjoy your life and your family because you never know what might happen. I know that sounds cliche, but these people, our life, happiness, and lack of hostility is the only way we can go from here because we're not going backwards. We've seen where that is. Bill, thanks. Thank you. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional.